in this week's complaint corner pedro pascal madam webb and some other shit this is critically complained hi i'm adam and this is steve and first we are talking about avengers five wow i almost forgot what number it was for a second avengers five uh avengers the king dynasty uh is now going to be written by loki creator and writer from of season one uh michael waldron uh and the the most significant thing about this is this seems to confirm earlier rumors that uh quantumania writer jeff loveness is not involved with marvel seemingly at all uh anymore it seems that after the poor reception to quantumania they just fired uh the guy who wrote that movie uh and they replaced him with somebody else uh for the avengers movies because yep, he was that's probably to good right the next get, two get him out of here movies. isaiah uh yeah like i like i think i enjoyed quantumania more than most people but that's because i enjoy all superhero media more than most people uh <laughs> that but i definitely like I, I i've got i've got my issues with it and i totally get why people hate it um and uh yeah i'm i'm super okay with them uh replacing this jeff loveness guy uh with the creator of loki because i think loki is pretty gosh darn good uh also i, I guess and, it makes uh, sense on account of that's the show where we introduce the concept to this guy and like they yeah and like I don't I'm assuming you haven't seen Loki season two right? you'd assume correct okay well uh Loki season two did a much better job at exploring like Kang or I mean it's not Kang but at exploring the Kang variants and like the danger of Kang uh much much more uh much much more effectively uh than Quantumania did Quantumania made kang look like a bitch and i think that i need to accept that that is that is true because quantumania did make him look like a bitch uh but uh he's totally awesome in uh in loki and he's totally awesome in season two uh of loki there's a new kang variant uh called victor timely and he is uh surprisingly not evil uh though he is kind of an asshole and uh even so they did a they did a pretty good job so yeah i'm not surprised at all I'm not surprised at all that they are replacing this writer. Uh, I just hope that they uh, just... I, I just hope that it works out. I, I hope that I walk out of Avengers The Kang Dynasty and I am reasonably <laughs> satisfied. That's that's all I want. I just want to be reasonable. Like, if Kang Dynasty can at least be as good or better then avengers 2 age of ultron then i will be satisfied <laughs> how about that that's easily the worst avengers movie if they can at least hit that bar then i'll be set and like no big deal whatever i can i can i'll, I'll keep coming back for more please thank you uh I, anyway what do you think Steve? Okay, i don't well i don't think you should be setting the bar that low but whatever okay, i guess that's that's fair i i am notorious for setting the bar extremely low i, I guess so, so. Uh, i guess so uh i mean i guess it makes sense to, to me to have the loki guy do this on account of like i said it's his thing basically so now he can just expand off of his own idea for what the character might have done so good for him i guess 
I'm glad that that worked out for somebody because whatever guy they had doing uh, Quantumania, obviously, he didn't want to yeah, show up to work, I guess. Work out. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't work out very well. Uh, and, like, cl- clearly there was some issues, especially with Kang. Like, you know, he got defeated by ants at you the know, end of the movie. I, uh, like, I wonder I, how much what? input the suits have on the modern-day Marvel scripts. Because, like, so this guy wrote Quantumania, right? And he set that in front of somebody in charge. He's like, okay, this is the movie I want to make. So when he wrote that movie, did he write in the broccoli alien or whatever? And did everybody okay the did. Star Wars town? Or did somebody yes, higher did. up add so that to the script? I, and they were like... I think that, like... So my, my assumption with how all of this works is that, like, Marvel knows what they want to happen kind of broadly uh in in their movies like they, they're they're making an ant-man 3 it's gonna have something to do with the quantum realm and it's gonna introduce kang those are like the check marks right like it's like introduce well right kang, but that's broad quantum We're talking realm. about the fine tuning of the nipples like but yeah like the the little shit like like the broccoli person and the goo person and the being a the star holes. wars uh, and the being a star, I think all of that was him. I I, okay. I think that that was Jeff Loveness. Yeah, because like I, I, assume, I don't I don't, I don't know, know who to blame, but that's my assumption. I don't know who to blame necessarily because like I I remember hearing this a long time ago back when Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided, if you remember that game, uh, was I do. being made. I do. It was being that's made by was being published by EA, and these guys would make a game, and then they'd bring a thing to EA, and EA would snap it in half to try to like squeeze a microtransaction or whatever the the hot thing at the time was. I believe back then it was microtransactions. This was before the loot boxes even, which is all, also antiquated oh. way of playing now. But like back then, <laughs> yeah, it is. that's what yeah. they were doing. And they were like, no, 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 squeeze more of this shit in there. Rewrite this so it does this or whatever. And it's like, I wonder how much of that's happening over there these days. Because do they get a taste for success and miss the point going? Or does somebody over there just think they know better? Or so is it just they'll I, hire anybody who writes think, a movie and then they take their chances that it sucks because they so didn't proofread it first? I think it's two things. I think that there's there's two big things. And one was that for a long time, it felt as though in the gen, for the general audience, Marvel could do no wrong. Like, people kept showing up for their movies. People were still invested. Like, the social media interactions were pretty good. Like, yeah, there were detractors, but, like, it was overall, Marvel was in a very good place for a very long time. So that well, made Sure, them, but that's why like, it confuses me because they changed when they were succeeding. You would have thought that we'd be t- so, you in a, in the real version of this story, the not alternate version story we live in for some reason. We should be talking about how Marvel has been doing the same thing for all these years and how all their movies feel the same, but it's not that. They changed it so dramatically from what was successful and I don't understand why they would have gone that route if they were winning. So I, I, that I don't really know, but, uh, what I was, what I was going to say is, so Marvel was doing good for a long time. So they got very confident, uh, in themselves and like, they just thought that anything they did was going to work. So then they started to really mine into like, into like obscure characters. You know, you get your Moon Knights and your Miss Marvels and your Eternals and your Shang Chi. Well, there's nothing wrong with whatever. that, as long as they, you know, no, give it the same love they gave the that. characters people have actually heard of. Well, see, that's the problem. Yeah, is so. I there was like this mandate from Disney, I think, 
that uh, this was like rumored, but I'm pretty sure this is true. There was like this mandate from Disney that was just like, give us more content. Like, well, you know, okay, we already know that's was we already on, know that's what it is. But like, yeah, uh, like it's it's really. Can you imagine if the guy who wrote Quantum Mania had written like the original Captain America movie? Uh, no. no, of course you can't. Of course you <laughs> Not, can't. No, I, I there, really. It would really just be fucking can't. Wolfenstein. There would be a Mecha Hitler to fight. Uh oh god. Uh yeah, you're I mean you're probably right. Or I'm trying to imagine like what uh fuck, I don't know. The guy from Quantumania Quantumania uh writing Guardians of the Galaxy, which would almost work kind of. Yeah, it's sorta. just a several degrees uh, too far, but yeah, that was that was kind of the tipping point of wacky and it was wacky enough to work, but then they kind of overstepped, but I don't know. Good riddance to this guy basically is what I'm saying. I've I've seen this this uh this theory uh thrown around online a few times and i do think it's interesting uh and that uh like guardians of the galaxy was like this like this moment for marvel where marvel was like oh like we can go all in on the comedy and like the and the self-referential jokes and music and just have a good time yeah it was a litmus test that they they misread as a resounding success instead of the situational gem it was uh, yeah, and it, and like the truth is, is that making a movie like that is actually extremely difficult. Like you have to, like you have to balance. Like James Gunn is extremely talented at balancing like heartfelt character moments and like insane action and goofy comedy uh, and like crazy sci-fi weirdness. Uh, like you know, he knows how to juggle all of these all of these things, and like because he's focused on characters like from start to finish it's always about the character's journey and like who they are and i think that marvel doesn't really know how to do that and most writers don't really know how to do that because marvel doesn't care about any of that like all marvel cares about is getting butts in seats and selling toys that you know, like is that's true that's all that the suits give a shit about that is true uh uh so they looked at at uh guardians of the galaxy and they're like all right like you know they they pick all of these things that it's like all right you know uh well-known cast of characters <laughs> like goofy goofy humor uh fun dance sequences and they're like oh yeah let's just do that again and it's like yeah but like the heart and soul of it is what like people resonated with and that's what you're missing from these later movies uh and there isn't really a, a replacement for James Gunn. Like, you have to have a director who knows what they're doing, who really cares about the characters, and, you know, who is passionate about what they're, about what they're making. Uh, and good luck with that, yeah. I guess. Marvel. So basically what we're saying is the done, ball is in but... your court, guy that made Loki. Uh, yeah, that is what we're saying. Yeah, guy that made Loki, good fucking luck, uh, my man. Uh, and I, I hope it works out well. I, I still hold out hope for Marvel. I'm an eternal optimist uh, when it comes to Marvel content for some weird reason. I don't know why I am this way, but this is the way I am. Uh, so I'm, I'm still holding out hope. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, in other Marvel news, uh, Pedro Pascal uh, is heavily rumored to be cast uh, as Mr. Fantastic. Um, like we do not have official confirmation yet, so it might not be real. Normally, we don't talk about this kind of stuff because, like, 
there have been a bunch of other actors who have been rumored to be cast as Mr. Fantastic over the past couple of years. Adam Driver was one of them. That's the one I still wish was it. Uh, but And Adam Driver, and I think that... What was another one? Uh, I think Tom Cruise was rumored at one point. Like, I don't know. There was a, there was a bunch of them. They started to bleed Tom together Cruise. for me after a while. Uh, but, uh, but what do you think, Steve? What do you think about Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic? Like, how does that make you feel, Steve? Oh, it's obviously a stupid idea, and it's somebody going, who's okay. a famous actor right now? Yeah, like that's that's what it feels like to me as well. Uh, that Disney is like, all right, well, this is like our our leading man right now because uh, the Mandalorian is still doing very well, especially in terms of toy sales. I cannot tell you how many fucking like Mandalorian and like Grogu merch I see fucking everywhere in like fucking Target. <laughs> like I, there's so much of that stuff, uh, and I. It, it's out there because it fucking sells like people love that shit even though the third season most people agree the third season was the worst season of the mandalorian i think uh but no one cares like it was still good enough for everyone to still be on board in the uh in the, in the star wars mando train you know what adam um, this is not related to this what? specifically but i am so tired of seasons two and three and four and whatever of shows just being worse than the previous season nowadays yeah, I'm also uh, really tired of that. Like, I, I really miss the days when shows grew over time. Like, I really miss it when, like, season, like, four and five were, like, the best seasons of the show. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to my show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That show grew like a beautiful flower over time. I love sure, that show. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, the example but. that I always use in my head for this uh, is the Castlevania show, which had an awesome first season and then just, like, mm. never recovered. I mean, the first season of Castlevania is, like, fucking fantastic. It's so goddamn good. I love the first season. I watched the second season, and I never bothered watching anything past that. Well, the second it's season, it's like, okay, more. yeah, I kind of see what you're doing here. I, I kind of get it. And it's like, all right, you needed more characters in your show than just four people. Fine, I get it. And then the third season comes right. around. It's I, like, well, sure. I mean, I guess, but you killed the villain I care about. So who gives a shit at this point? And then the fourth season came around and it's like, dude, I, who are we even anymore? You know? <laughs> I mean, another great example of that would be Stranger Things. The first oh season my God, of Stranger, yeah, Stranger Things, Things. is Jesus excellent. Christ. It's so goddamn good. Like, <laughs> first season of Stranger Things is like, I don't want to, it's not perfect, but like, it's, it's fucking excellent. Like, it's very, very solid. Yeah, and then like the fucking, the most recent and, season, and I don't want to use this term, but as the young kids would say, that was mid as fuck. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I did not really love uh, the latest season. I still think that, what is it, season four, I think, was the most recent season? Mm -hmm. I still think that's the second best season of the four of them. First season is always best, but then season four, for me, like, I liked Vecna. I thought he was fine. I thought he was more... I was more interested in Vecna as a villain than I was in the like weird giant smoke monster that we know almost the nothing mind about from season two yeah the mind flayer like that oh one, dude see that the, the problem with all that me. shit is they're adding too much lore to this universe that does not benefit from more lore 
Yeah, isn't it amazing how, like, with so many shows, it's like the more you learn, the less you care? Yes, <laughs> I agree. Less is uh, more. Like, like it's what? so obvious, but it's never it taken to heart. Yeah. No, it's 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 crazy. Um, but I, I'm sorry, we were kind of, we're veering off track a little bit here. But uh, uh, Mr. Oh, Fantastic. Oh, yeah, Pedro Pascal. So, so here's the thing, like, and, uh, like, I don't, like, to be honest, I don't give a single fuck about Pedro Pascal being Hispanic. I just want to get that out there right away. Like, that's fine. It doesn't matter. And oh, I will admit that at least Pedro Pascal is the right age for Mr. Fantastic. So there is that. I'll give them that. Um, approximately the right age. Because, like, Mr. Fantastic should be a little bit older, in my opinion. I think that's something that, that, uh, like, the, the fucking Fantforstic uh like fucked up one of the many 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 things that right. the movie fucked up was having all of the uh characters be like in their early 20s um because like i think the fantastic four work better when they are like adults and also have like a you know like a wide range of like i think that the the youngest one should be johnny storm like or that's his name right yeah johnny storm like human torch should be the youngest one he can be like mid 20s but like the, or Johnny Storm, Johnny Storm, like Johnny. A, sorry i was thinking of fucking ghost rider yes <laughs> oh yeah sure yeah no i i what what was his name johnny uh blaze? blaze is that what it was yeah that's it yep uh but uh like i always i fully maintain that reed richards should be at least in his like mid-30s <laughs> at least like Reed Richards should be a full-grown adult, if you ask me. I would concur. Uh, and and I'm glad that at least Pedro Pascal is a full-grown adult. My issue, however, is that uh, I think that uh, Pedro Pascal is too damn likable. I love Pedro Pascal, and I think that that Reed Richards should be an egomaniac who you like kind of hate a little bit, like. You know, somebody in the same vein as, like, Doctor Strange, but even more of a, like, pretentious douchebag, you know? Like, Reed Richards is not a very good person. Uh, he He's well-intentioned, but he is an egomaniac who does a lot of fucked up things because for the in the name of science or because it's the right thing to do in like the grand scale of the cosmos but not in terms of like you know actual human people that i mean i think you're painting mr fantastic with a pretty biased brush but okay i i guess that's true i just really want to see mr fantastic as like a like not anti-hero that's not the right word but like just as like a a flawed hero a heavily flawed hero that's what i think that's what i think would kind of differentiate him from some of the other heroes we've had uh in the mcu yeah there hasn't been any flawed heroes in the mcu so far well i'm not uh i know that there have been flawed heroes though like really like the only truly flawed one is like what tony stark right like what other flawed heroes do we have you know captain america is like mr perfect okay thor is thor is flawed bucky. fine i mean well Black Widow. bucky barely qualifies as a hero hawkeye. for being honest uh no i don't agree with that about hawkeye he's not he, he's grumpy sometimes but he's not flawed in dr strange talking about well yes i already made that connection so yeah <laughs> okay yeah uh but like spider-man the only is, unequivocally like, good superhero in any of the marvel things is fucking spider-man 
Um, no, I and would Captain say America. That, that Captain America and Captain America. Okay, thank you. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of another one that's like like truly good. Oh, Wakanda uh, or uh, fucking Black Panther goes on that list of bad heroes too. He's a bad hero. Why? He's How a fucking tra- tragic hero. Whatever. Well, okay, maybe whatever. I guess kind of. Uh, the point is, is that I'm not fully sold on Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic, but I, you know, I'm, I'm open to being proven wrong. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm excited for a new Fantastic Four movie. I actually like love the Fantastic Four as like an idea, but I feel like they like have never known how to fucking do it in live action. Can we just get the fucking cast from the like 2005 movie? That cast was perfect. I loved that cast. That was I think a pretty good shit. cast. Uh, I feel like we could probably do with a new Invisible Woman, but yeah, the rest of it was that's probably fair. Was, was, was fine. The rest of it was fine. I I don't know the name of the Mister Fantastic that they had in that movie, but I thought he was great. I really liked. Him. Yeah, I he, thought he, he looks was... and acts just like a Mister Fantastic. Uh, I think Captain yeah. America was a pretty decent Human Torch, and the thing was the thing. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, the movie wasn't very good and it had no real plot to speak of, but, uh, the cast was well cast, uh, which is something. So, so there. Didn't care for their uh, Dr. Doom yeah, much, I... though. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, let's, like, <laughs> Dr. Doom is a really hard character to get right. I, I will give them that much. Like, Dr. Doom is, like super silly like it's really hard to do doctor doctor doom like straight like it's really hard to do him super seriously because his name is victor von doom it's hard not to make like a joke or something about that you know i mean uh, yeah like, i i get it it just but i feel like it, it's it's just it leads so naturally to cheese and goofiness that i've uh but the character is not that at all <laughs> so it's he's tricky in my opinion i i think and and also like you know no one wants to see uh wants to according to uh movie executives no one wants to see a villain who you never see his face right like you know you can't you can't have a villain who's always covered in a metal mask uh even though you totally can Cobra! <laughs> Okay, though actually, I think uh, while we're on the subject of that, I think that uh, Pedro Pascal would make a much better Doctor Doom than he would a Mister Fantastic. Uh, I don't we understand. We know you. that he's what you don't think so. I think he could because he wore a he helmet once. <laughs> well, I, that is definitely part of it in my head. Okay, all right, <laughs> I'll admit. Uh, but I also think that he could he could do a little a little like threatening thing didn't maybe? you just say know. he was too likable to be mr fantastic too likable. i don't know i don't know i just don't see him as mr fantastic but for whatever reason him as dr doom i don't hate so i i, I can't really explain to you why that is uh, all right I, I gotta i gotta do some soul searching on that i don't really right. know what is it about mr fantastic that i'm so uh, i just don't see pedro pascal in um i don't know just cast really fucking snoop dogg as dr doom let's get this over with uh <laughs> tom hanks could be mr fantastic uh i would love to see tom hanks in a superhero movie just saying like that would be pretty awesome actually uh anyway we're gonna move on uh we're gonna move on to our next piece of news which is the madam web trailer so 
Fun fact, Steve, before we get started about this trailer. So this movie, uh, like, j just started production again. Like, they had only started filming for a, a small length of time, and then production halted because of the strike. And then they just started up again, and, like, within a week of them starting up production again, they whipped out this trailer. And so I am convinced that the reason that this trailer is, well, so god-awful is because <laughs> they put it together really fast because they got overexcited because they're like, oh my god, we can make trailers again! We're making movies again! <laughs> Yay! And, like, they were like, ah, fucking push this out there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this Madam Web trailer looks like shit to me. I, I, I hate it. I... I really, really do not like the um, the voiceover narration in this trailer. It it's it's god awful, and the lines are hilariously cringeworthy. Uh, so, Steve, what did you think? I mean, I fucking Sony verse or whatever. I don't give a shit, dude. Like, the, first of all, when I think of Madam Web, I only ever think of an old woman in uh, webby space dimension. So I don't know how to even relate to this movie. But also, who? Why isn't there a you stop making Spider-Man shit without Spider-Man. Yeah. Though it is interesting that this one has a Spider-Man, kind of. Like, it's it's sort of this bizarre yeah, it looked like fucking it. evil Spider-Man, I guess. I don't know how to... I don't know what to call him. Like, should I just call him Arachnid Man? Like, I don't know what... Who is that? What is the deal with that character? I, I don't have any fucking idea at all. Um, I know that I, I, I have read that he was, uh, uh, somewhat important to, uh, in the comics to like bringing Peter Parker into the grander spider verse in the comics, uh, which is interesting, I guess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know who that person is and I don't like that. He just looks like a evil discount Spider-Man and I, but I also really, really, am uh blown away by just how god awful uh all of the act the, the acting is especially with our lead character like the lead character the one who's like seeing the visions or whatever uh madam webb like she, yeah madam webb herself uh like i was appalled by how bad some of her line reads were in this trailer like just it was just awful steve and i'm trying to decide if it's if it's because of her acting ability or because of just like the worst dialogue I've ever seen <laughs> written. Like what, what was uh, like, you know, I know him. He was in the Amazon with my mother where she was, where she was investigating spiders before she died. Right, 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 like, right. It's just, it's just bad. It's a bad. I'm going to chalk like, that one up to like dialogue. Awkward, <laughs> clunky dialogue. Yeah. That one I'll, I'll chalk up to dialogue, but it's just, like i i have seen this trailer probably six times at this point because every time it pops up in my twitter feed i feel like i have to watch it out of this bizarre like you know uh masochistic curiosity that i have because it just it looks so bad to me except for one thing steve do you want to guess what that one thing is that i that doesn't look bad in this trailer is it sexy ladies it's sexy ladies. It's one sexy lady in particular. It's Sydney Sweeney, the blonde. Uh, she she is a very very sexy lady, and I can't wait to see her 
wearing a skin tight superhero suit i know i'm i i know that that's gross and if there's any uh any people out there who are like oh my god this guy he's so gross yeah i know i know i'm sorry okay uh but uh yeah sydney sweeney wearing the the freaking uh the black spider girl suit uh yes please i think that that's great and i would uh i will see this movie for her only <laughs> cool it's the only reason i need you know what i was thinking honest. while i was watching this trailer i don't know if you remember the movie that i'm talking about here because i don't know what it's called but this one get like college gal keeps getting killed and she keeps waking up again in her bed restarting the loop like groundhog yes. day style i know what movie you're talking about uh something about candles or something sure i have uh, no idea what it's they, called but like that's what i was something. thinking of when i was watching this trailer I was like so is it just that like do they just get infinite do-overs to get the to get to the finish line or like what's what's up because i don't think it was portrayed well whether her powers are clairvoyance or actual like undoing of fuck-ups or we just go to a different I, yeah, reality where sure. we didn't fuck I up i think that she just she like it seems that she just like naturally gets visions of the future uh without having to like do anything because it didn't seem like she was like making any sort of deliberate choices to activate her powers right she's well I, I get what they're going then... for here she's connected to the web and i understand that that's like a connection to all the different various spider-man verses just like what yeah, is fuck yeah. oh okay i have an unrelated related spider-man grievance okay so into the spider-verse the fucking that's what it's called right the next this, this, the new one here the new one is called Across the Spider-Verse. Whatever, part two. Across, across the Spider-Verse, then? Okay. Yeah, Across. Right. across so Spider, the Spider-Man Garbage Animation 2. That one. Um, wow, Garbage Animation? You're insane. My okay. eyes bleed watching. Continue. It was so fucking punk colors. I was very, I literally nauseated watching. I still enjoyed it. It's just really hard to watch. Bah. I loved the animation. Okay, well, it continue. made my eyes hurt, and I they, I had to put drops in. It dries them out. Anyway, they they go to the fucking Spider-Man Super Collective, and we talk to Spider-Man 2099, and he talks about, first of all, uh, our Peter Parker from these movies, who they call him the fucking Spider-Man from Earth 1,000,000 and 999, or whatever the fuck it was, who made the wish, which apparently... In fact, according to this movie, did not make the everyone in every universe forget who Peter Parker was, because obviously oh, yeah. everybody knew yes. who Par- Peter Parker was. So the wish shouldn't have worked, but putting all of that aside, anyway, why didn't the, the fucking time police from Loki show up and start policing all of these other universes and start cutting them off? Like, that's what their job is, right? Uh, why isn't the time well. police here pruning these timelines? Well, uh, it's not so much that the, uh, that the TVA is, um, specifically trying to obliterate the multiverse completely. Uh, what they're trying to do is they're trying to prevent the, uh, generation of another Kang. So, uh, so theoretically speaking all of those spider-verse universes are totally fine as long as there's not another kang hidden inside uh that these other universes that um uh you know is gonna is gonna fuck up everyone's day uh but yeah the people at the top know that but the average joe is down there in the in the trenches that don't know what they're actually doing are just going and and chopping off diversions and timelines so when they saved indian peter parker's dad 
or uncle or cop friend or whatever, and that was a canon event. Why didn't that whole timeline get pruned? I don't know. Though to be fair, we have not seen the next film yet, so maybe we will get some kind of explanation. Though okay. I have a feeling it will have nothing to do with the TVA. The TVA I, I is assume you are correct. I just thing. I was thinking about that. I was just thinking about how they brought that other the Marvel Universe so Peter into this, and I was like, okay, when you do that, you have to bring all the other things with him, and that doesn't make any sense anymore. But anyway, back to Madam Web. I don't care about this movie. I don't care about Madam Web. I mean, I feel like I'm thinking the appropriate amount for the information they gave me, but whatever. I don't agree. Uh, no, you you can't you can't have things be consistent across different stories and within a large branching, uh, crazy interconnected film universe. You can't do that, Steve. Things aren't consistent. What's wrong with you? What are you talking about? No, there's no such thing as consistency. That's a myth. It's made up, Steve. No, no. All right. That's <laughs> me mostly kidding. <laughs> mostly. Okay. All right. Well, that's disappointing to hear. But like, no, like the real, the real answer is that uh, Loki is made, is a TV show on Disney Plus, and the Spider-Verse movies is an animated film made by Sony Pictures, and so they're not going to have any sort of connective tissue between them. That's the real answer. <laughs> like, they're, they're just not going to do that because it would be way too... Uh, complicated to figure out legally uh i know that that's probably not the answer you want to hear but that's the truth of it. it's not but all right um i lost i completely lost my train of thought madam web madam, madam web. web i don't give a fuck about this movie but i will see it because of sydney sweeney and uh and I, though actually uh i kind of i do like spider woman in the comics i think she's pretty cool uh, so I am kind of interested in seeing her adapted in live action just cause it's, I've never seen it before. So it's like, eh, okay. <laughs> like might as well do more, do some spider people. At least this one seems like it's somehow connected to Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like the weird yeah. discount Spider-Man, at least it's like, all right. It's like, you know, it's the web of the universe or whatever. Like, it, it this is Spider-Man adjacent. Okay. Uh, it's it's pushing right up against the Spider-Man name without actually having to ever say Spider-Man. True. <laughs> yes, very true. Though I've heard God, rumors... It's... I've heard rumors that uh, she is uh, supposed to, like, uh, prevent the death of Ben Parker in this movie. Not, like, prevent his death, you know, his, his big tragic death later but to prevent uh but to like allow him to continue to exist so he can later die in his heroic sacrifice to peter oh uh, he's got to live now to die later got it yeah yeah exactly that's the that's what the rumor is which i don't fucking know if that's true but uh yeah i i do not want to see this movie i but i will probably see it anyway i watched morbius i watched morbius and like that's that's like uh that's the lowest i've gone <laughs> Uh, that's the, the that's the 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 worst uh, superhero movie I've seen probably in the last fifteen years. Morbius was yeah, uh, Morbius was dog shit, uh, and uh, so so you know I, I I can take it I I can take some garbage. It's fine. I already survived one, so you know here we go. No big deal. Uh, in other news. Uh, Dave Filoni has been named the chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. 
which is pretty goddamn cool. He is one of like the big guys at Lucasfilm now, and I love the hell out of Dave Filoni. I love that his career got started when he got a call from George Lucas, and he thought it was a prank. That's that's my that's my favorite thing about uh, <laughs> like he was he got a call from George Lucas asking if he wanted to work on the Clone Wars and he thought it was not real uh, at first uh, because well, we've all been there. Uh, I mean, of course, yeah. Uh, but uh, the big the big change here uh, for Dave Filoni compared to the way things used to be is that now as the chief creative officer. He will be involved in uh, all of these different Star Wars projects much earlier in their development. Uh, whereas before, it was like he'd be brought on to like consult for a TV show or something, like after they had already been writing scripts and like casting characters and doing all of these things. Uh, and so he only got to give a little bit of input on whatever they happen to be doing. Uh, but now he is involved from the very beginning of all of these different Star Wars projects, so he can sort of uh, he can he can help lead them uh, in or consult with them in every step of the development process, which is very cool because I think if there's one thing that George Lucas really fucking knows, it's how the Force works. I think George Lucas is really fucking good at Force shit, uh, and so and I think that it's surprisingly complicated for uh, it's it's pretty complicated and i think that uh it's good to have someone involved as early as possible who really like gets it and i i just love george lucas uh excuse me not george lucas dave filoni that's what i meant to say uh i love dave filoni uh and i'm i'm very happy that he sure sure got this big promotion what do you think about this steve do you like dave filoni do you like the clone wars steve i and rebels uh, i do like the clone wars yes i i forget which do you prefer clone wars or rebels which of those two um i don't remember i think i prefer clone wars to rebels but i don't remember interesting okay uh i'm a probably rebels. clone wars because it's got more jedis in it mm, yeah i mean that is that is true i get that uh me i'm a, I'm a, I'm a simple fan. man with simple needs I'm a rep, I'm a rebels fan. Uh, you know, honestly, the, your whole simple man, simple needs things. Uh, like that's why I love rebels. Rebels. It's just like it's a small group of rebels fighting against the empire. That's the fucking plot of the show. That's it. <laughs> like you know, there's there's a bit more to it at times, but you know, at its core, it's just like you know, here are five. I mean, people force on dyads sh- and shit. But sure, yes. Yeah, here are, you know, five or six people on one ship fighting against the Empire and the adventures that they have over the course of four years. Uh, sure, like, but, but that one doesn't have any Luke Skywalker in it, so... Well, neither does the Clone Wars, technically. Does it? No, no. I'm sorry, Anakin doesn't. Skywalker. I meant Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. You meant Anakin. Technically, uh, Rebels does have Anakin Skywalker. It does, yes, you're right. <laughs> uh for so it know, does i am bit. torn though because they both have darth maul but clone wars has more darth maul clone wars does have more darth maul and darth maul although i is... think he's actually a little cooler in rebels than well, he is I'm, in darth... I'm surprised you say that because i know you but I know you have a bunch of issues with his death scene or whatever so. i do yeah. but it's also really really cool in clone wars 2 also ahsoka's in clone wars and ahsoka's cool in the shows that are not ahsoka 
I re- I fucking loved Ahsoka. Like, I don't even care. Like, I gotta watch that show again. I I really vibed with Ahsoka. Uh, I just the, the mm, I love Thrawn. I love Ezra. You know, Adam. Ahsoka I've never actually. I don't think I've ever said it before, but I think it's really wild how much you rewatch things. Really? Oh man. Speaking I, as a person like who probably things. has only ever rewatched like five percent of the things he's ever seen, I find that crazy. Oh, I love rewatching things because I pick up on details that I don't notice the first time. It really lets me like appreciate whatever uh, I have. I, I don't count those details as worth noticing, I guess. Oh, uh, hard, hard disagree. That's that's the uh, that's that's the shit I love. But yeah, I, I definitely got to rewatch Ahsoka one I mean, of these days. I'm 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 sure it's cool. I'm sure it it's is. cool, but like it's very I, fun. Yeah. my lifestyle is how I watch a hundred shows and don't remember I watched half of them. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's also a way to do it. You can just, you know, have this constant stream of new that, content. That happens all the time, dude. I'll get, I'll see, like, a show get advertised at me, you know, because of, like, ads. And I'll be like, oh, that looks cool. And I'll, like, go over to whatever service it's on. And I'll be like, oh, watched, watched, watched. I've seen every episode of the show already. How did I not know that? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, uh, that's weird, Steve. Like, I never, that never happens to me. Uh, like if I don't remember watching something like I'm like concerned for myself I have a pretty good memory for the shows that I've watched generally speaking oh well as established I have a pretty dog shit memory so yeah yeah that that if somebody didn't like stick with me like really 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 stick I don't remember I watched it apparently fair enough uh all right well it's pretty weird actually (laughs) yeah I get that is pretty weird actually but whatever we're going to move on now. We're going to move on to our next piece of news, which is that uh, Nicholas Holt, uh, best known for us, I suppose, uh, as the Beast, the younger Beast in uh, the live-action X-Men movies, uh, has been cast as Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. Uh, and I actually love I love this casting. I think he's going to make a great fucking Lex Luthor. Um, I, I, I really like Lex Luthor a lot as a character, uh, and as someone, I've started reading more Superman comics, uh, so I'm learning a bit more about the character from the comics, and so I can safely say, uh, that, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's take on Lex Luthor was dog shit. I knew it was dog shit, but now (laughs) I have the, the, I, now I have the pedigree to back it up. Uh, so yes, sure. uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor was dog shit and I hated it. Uh, and I'm, I'm very interested in seeing Nicholas Holtz's, uh, take on the character. I, I think he's an incredibly skilled actor. I think that he was always underutilized in the X-Men movies. Like they just didn't have any fucking clue what to do with Beast in those movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's because like, it was the Wolverine show. Uh, yes. <laughs> that As is it should be. Pretty much why uh well like even in like the ones that wolverine didn't feature heavily in like i'm thinking like x-men apocalypse wolverine is in that one for about 10 minutes if that and then he's gone oh excuse me uh like even that one like beast has nothing to fucking do uh yeah i can't even i literally cannot tell you what beast did in x-men apocalypse i couldn't tell you a single thing other i think he growled pretty sure he growled at one nice uh and i saw like half of dark phoenix and i don't remember what beast did in that movie either uh yeah 
and all I remember about first class was that Beast was normal looking, and then he injected himself with some shit to try to cure himself, and it turned him blue. Uh, yep. that's, that's all I really remember about that. And he was understandably upset about that. I also would be pretty upset if I... Also, I don't remember much of that movie because cause I never saw it. But I remember the, in the trailers or whatever, they showed everyone going around the table talking about their uh, mutant powers and stuff. And he was so upset and embarrassed to be a mutant when his mutant power could be hidden by shoes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a he good point. He was such a pussy about having a <laughs> fucking defect. And he could just wear some fucking loose shoes. It's true. You're Boo-hoo. not wrong. Um, yeah, like, he definitely acted like his uh, his whatever his mutation was a much bigger deal than it was and right then he tried fucking to xavier's it. over here hearing the inner voices of everyone at 100 miles and he's over like oh i can't wear pr- fucking tap shoes because i got sweaty palms <laughs> magneto was literally like a victim in a concentration camp yeah it was literally in a concentration <laughs> yeah, camp separate from being a mutant he was also in the holocaust <laughs> And, and fucking Beast is just like, what the fuck? I can't wear flip-flops. Like, yeah. come on. Wah. People might see my gross finger feet. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, of course, he tries to fix it and makes himself into a fucking blue uh, bear thing. So Right, yeah. You know. A fucking blue bugbear <laughs> ogre thing. Uh, you know, he, he got what he deserved. You know, so now, I now guess so, yeah. everyone, you know, Fucking double down. You know, Rogue doesn't have a visible one, but when she touches people, they can fucking die. And he's over here like, oh, man, it sure does suck being me. (laughs) Yeah, Rogue literally cannot have sex with anyone, (laughs) ever. Uh, If they they use a rubber and they don't actually make contact with her body part, it's fine. (laughs) As long as they're long enough and they stay thrust from far enough away, it'll be fine. (laughs) That sounds like the worst sex I can imagine, Steve. Okay? You gotta want it. You gotta want it pretty bad. <laughs> like, just just horrible. Uh, and, uh, though, I guess there is also, there's there's always Storm. Uh, she is, is a goddess, or she's not actually a goddess, but people treat her like she's a goddess, and she has total control over the fucking weather. Uh, with no, uh, you know, visible also, abnormalities she's of any kind. <laughs> And she's Halle Berry, uh, or sometimes, the, sometimes she's Halle Berry. Sometimes, sometimes she's, she's Halle not. Berry. Sometimes she's somebody else who I literally could not tell you what her name was. Uh, but uh, you know, she has it pretty good too. Though she's also not bitching about it. So, okay, right. even fucking Angel, who has like the giant wings, understandable. He wants to get rid of those. They're probably very in the way. But yeah. like, you know, just wear some tube socks. Try not to get, go to the beach too often. Yeah, like, gotta, suck it up, a, you know? Wear a duster. Invest in a duster. <laughs> so you can just yeah, if it worked for down. the Ninja Turtle, it will work for you. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm sorry. Can we just... I, I, I want to... Like, pet peeve of mine from X-Men 3. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Pet peeve of mine from X-Men 3. I was so bothered that uh, Storm was giving Rogue so much shit in that movie because she wanted to take the mut- the mutant cure and she's like there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you you know just embrace yeah. it yeah speaking like, for position of privilege absolutely yeah speaking it's like rogue or excuse me storm do you have any idea how shitty rogue's life is 
She like killed her boyfriend when she was fourteen because yeah, he touched her him hand. Like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Like, what is wrong with you, Storm? Like, you have it all. You are gorgeous. You are like you can control the goddamn weather. You have an accent that you can just make go away whenever you want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh man, that that pissed me off so much in that movie. I mean, the it's funny because the rest of the movie was so terrible that that was like lost in the shuffle of outrages that I felt watching that movie, you know. That's fair. Uh <laughs> but whatever. Oh my god. Uh anyway, I'm sorry. We got really distracted talking about X-Men. Nicholas Holt. Oh, yeah, this casting is fine. I don't yeah, I don't Lex it's Luthor, fine. You think he he'll, he'll do a good Lex Luthor? I think he's going to I can great. I can picture it at least, I guess, and I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh it definitely like it weirdly reminds me of I'm I'm picturing like a version of Lex Luthor from the Supergirl TV show, which I think I've mentioned before. Uh, John Cryer does an excellent Lex Luthor in the Supergirl TV show. Like he's great. I love. Yeah, him. you know I'm. Uh, I'm screen. excited to see a Lex Luthor bad guy again. Me too. I'm like really because uh, we've only been getting for like punchable space monsters lately. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see a Lex Luthor bad guy. I really hope he doesn't, uh, you know, force a senator to eat a uh, Jolly Rancher in this. Right. Movie. Yeah. Like technically, very, there was a, a a Lex Luthor in that movie, but like, come on. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, I, I still maintain that he felt more like the Riddler than, uh, than like Lex Luthor. I think it would have made so much more sense to just have him be the Riddler, uh, or something, that, that's, anything. I, I disagree with that strongly. Really? Okay, fine. <laughs> that is not the Riddler to me. I'm just, like, I'm trying to think of, like, I, maybe the Joker? No, that doesn't, that definitely not the Joker either. He's not anybody. He's just terrible. No, he's not I, anybody. I, I fucking hate uh, Batman v Superman's Lex Luthor. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, here. he sucks. Uh, yeah. Sucks a lot. And I will, I will stand. I will uh, die on that hill. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is terrible. I think Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is worse than Jared Leto's Joker. That's what I think, and I mean that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking I, shots fired over yeah, here yeah like i would rather watch jared leto's like or uh joker than jesse eisenberg's lex Luthor. not not i mean they're insult. both pretty ass but... i like jesse eisenberg as an actor i just think he was a terrible lex Luthor. and even if i can like pretend that it's somebody who's not named lex Luthor, he's still just a whiny little shit of a character who i didn't care for at all like nothing about it worked for me not nothing it was just ugh, ugh, i hate it uh but anyway nicholas holt well here's I'm hoping this next one's see. better i guess yes i hope that this next one is better uh all right last piece of news uh and that is that <laughs> there is a live action naruto movie in the works Get your goddamn popcorn, ladies and gentlemen. Live action Naruto. Like, oh, this is going to be, it's going to be awful, Steve. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be fucking awful. Do you think it's going to be awful? How awful do you think it's going to be? Hang on, I want to try something. Let me know if you can hear this. I can hear something. I don't know what the hell that was. That was me uncorking this wine bottle next to me. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you need to be drunk as fuck in order to even process so, uh, the news. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here drinking this uh, Thanksgiving wine out of the <laughs> bottle like a, like a total degenerate. And I'm glad that I brought it because that is one of the dumbest things you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> Live action Naruto? Yeah, you bet your ass it is. It's going to be terrible, Steve. It's going to oh, be terrible. Oh, God, it's sour, terrible. too. <clears throat> <laughs> That's funny. I uh, This is I, not a good Cabernet Sauvignon. I like Naruto. I like Naruto I, quite yes. a bit, actually. It's a fun show. Sure, yeah. It's a fun concept. I love uh, I love ninjas, and I love... It, they're basically ninja superheroes. That's what Naruto is. They're just uh, ninja yep. superheroes. Especially in Shippuden. In regular Naruto, they still had the pretense of being kind of ninja-like, and then they just basically just became DBZ, but, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> and I just don't see how that could possibly work in live action. I, I It can't. See... It can't. Even, like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Trying... I'm just trying to imagine any uh, any human having like the pink uh, hair that uh, fucking uh, Sakura. So that's her name, right? Sakura. Sak- yes. Yeah. Sa- okay. I'm trying to imagine like a normal looking person with pink hair like that, which is funny because my wife has pink hair, but my wife has dyed pink hair. <laughs> she doesn't have like naturally occurring pink hair that I'm supposed to just take for granted. I, who the hell would you get to cast as Sasuke? Like, how would you even do that? It's Japanese just... child. Well, okay, yeah, he would. He's probably the most Japanese. And you know who they're gonna get to play Naruto? Japanese child. And you know who they're gonna so, get to play Sakura? Japanese child. Do you think that that's what they're gonna do? They're gonna have all of the like all of the characters be Japanese, or are they gonna have some of them be white? Like, no. Isn't? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I always thought that Naruto sort of looked kind of white i don't know if that's racist or not if it is i'm sorry but uh no he's anime they are colored anime style and they are drawn anime style they're japanese people who how they view cats and westerners interesting all right but he's like blonde right like i don't know you can be any hair color you want in japan Uh, all right fine well in anime anyway right in anime there's no japanese people with pink hair either uh i just how are you even how is this ever gonna work i want to see it's not it's gonna be a japanese 14 year old with a dyed blonde hairdo with a spike up all the way it's <laughs> going to look so stupid and it's just gonna be a guy in an orange jumpsuit running around fucking ooh, doing ooh. special effects I wanna, blasts i want to see their their live action jiraiya mostly because i want to laugh at it i want to see how how silly he looks with his i mean he's gonna look like iroh from the live hair. action uh, avatar movie that's what he's gonna look like uh, or Kakashi, for that matter. I would. I want to see Kakashi too. You're probably right, though. Well, I assume it. that they're just going to do like this was a movie, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. My assumption is that they're probably going to do like the first couple episodes of the original series, which means we're going to have to go to the bridge and fight Hatakai and Zabuza. Oh, I guess that would. Not and Zabuza's super badass, so that's cool. But it's going to be really dumb in live action because there won't be any water dragons. Uh, yeah, and are they going to have outrageously huge swords that no human I hope so. I hope he wield? swings his big fucking sword around. <laughs> uh, that would be kind of cool, I'll admit. Fucking Naruto's going to go all Ninetales mode on him. It's, it's going to be, be dog shit because it's just like Naruto is one of, of those Of course it's going to be dog do shit. <laughs> in anything other than an animation. It, it can only be drawn. It doesn't work 
if it's everybody people, who suggests like to their shit. boss that we should do a live action version of anything should be put to death. <laughs> okay, wow. They should be dragged into the streets and beaten far. to be made an example of. <laughs> I mean, and the only reason it keeps happening is because nobody's beating anybody. <laughs> okay, I would not go that far. But grab a shillelagh, think that they join need into the cleansing. Just. Uh, just beat the bad ideas out of them. I think that everybody needs to understand that anime should not be adapted into live action. Never. It should never be done. Manga and anime should never be adapted into live action. It doesn't work. It's never worked. The closest we have to one working is One Piece. And One Piece is like reasonably entertaining but it's still weird as fuck and doesn't make sense without the context of the show the real show so like no <laughs> stop ah okay point of clarity there i think the one piece anime to show could have worked if one piece didn't have such an asinine art style that they had to try to recreate in the real life really if one piece was a show about regular people pirates and that looked like people, it would have made the transition relatively unscathed. It would have graduated to boring instead of unwatchable. Great. <laughs> if you say so, man, I just think that this sucks. I don't have anything more to say about of this. Of course it sucks. Of course it sucks, because nobody's being shillelied. Shillelied? What, is, what does that mean? What? <laughs> it's a stick used for beating. Oh, oh, okay. I it's see. got a knobby end, and it's made of hardwood. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the next time I hear anybody uh, suggesting that something should be made into live action, I am going to find the nearest stick and beat them with it. Thank you for that, Steve. Yes, uh, that's yes. how it should be. I, I will do. Make I will an do example of them so it doesn't happen again. I will do this for you, Steve. You're welcome. Do you remember uh, that really old meme format where the guy's like, we need to do a thing for the company, and then there's like two people that suggest a bad idea, and then there's the one guy at the end of the table that suggests a reasonable thing, yes, and then they throw him out that. a window? Yes, yeah, I know what that meme. Okay, this is like the opposite of that, where like two people will suggest like a thing, and then that guy will say, what if we made an anime into a live action thing? And instead of throwing him out the window, they throw him a fucking parade. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty much like that, yeah. All right, Steve. We're what moving What they should on. have done is fill a bunch of socks with bars of soap and go to that guy's house and tape him to the bed while they beat the <laughs> shit out of him. Jesus Christ. We're moving on now, Steve. This is getting this is getting too too violent for my taste. Sacks Steve. of oranges don't leave bruises. <laughs> okay then. Or phone books. <laughs> we are moving on to the magic hour now, Steve. Do you have some magic shenanigans you want to bombard me with today? Yes. <laughs> awesome uh wait let me think what 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 happened last time can i remember anything i remember a maze underground i remember nothing <laughs> i remember nothing great all right well just awesome keep, well keep, let's just keep going steve <laughs> all right the year 4559 uh, Sidisi is killed and resurrected as, uh, Sib Sig Vizier for Tusilumgar. Sure. Why? That might as well happen. Is that it? That's it. Just one sentence this time. Sandwiched between two right, huge right. things. It's one sentence. Okay. Okay. Just repeat it. That, I'm just going to say, repeat it for me again so I can really, really bask in this. All okay. Right. Sidisi is killed and resurrected as a Sig, Sib Sig Vizier Tusilumgar. 
Okay, what the fuck is a sibzigzagears? Sugir? Vizier. It's vizier. Vizier. Do you know what a vizier is? Uh, it's like a king or something, right? Or no, someone... it's an advisor. Advisor. Oh, okay. So he, so a guy gets killed and he gets resurrected as an advisor to somebody else. Yes, named Silimgar. Uh, who's Silimgar? Uh, Silimgar, the Drifting Death. Silimgar is a dragon. Oh, fun! I love dragons. All right. Uh, he's so... in charge of uh, one of the five. I don't know what they're called, fucking tribes or kingdoms or whatever on uh, Tarkir. All right. So here's how I'm going to try to remember this, Steve. All right. So Sigzil is a character from Stormlight Archive. Uh, and he eventually uh, is given... Uh, he, he, beco- he eventually becomes Nomad, which in my mind is similar to being to dying and being reborn because uh what happened to sigzil is he was given possession of a dawn char which expanded uh which expanded his um spirit web to the point that he just has like a natural amount of investiture that he just like has in him all the time though he can lose it sometimes but he has a much higher threshold for investiture that he can carry in him at, at any time uh, I'm and, sorry. Is this what I sound like to you when I'm talking yes. about the magic timeline? Because yes, you is, just Steve. dumped a whole bunch of proper nouns on me that I didn't stay awake through. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly how I feel. Most of the yes, Steve. That's what this. That's what this whole segment is. Did you not know? <laughs> anyway, uh, no. I just figured because this was so interesting. Maybe you were paying more attention. Sigzil Zagir. Uh, is that is that even close? Sigzil Zagir is <laughs> reborn as the. Okay, his name is not Vizier. That is his position. He's reborn as a guy who is somebody... His name also does not change. His name stays Sidisi. Oh, his name is the same. Oh, I didn't even process that. Holy shit, no. (laughs) All right. Well, he gets reborn, and now he's an advisor to an evil king that is a dragon. I assume he's an evil king. Is he an evil king? You would assume correct. (laughs) Ha ha! I knew it. <laughs> he literally wears the previous king around his neck like a necklace. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. He, so so the evil dragon king wears his pre, the previous king as a necklace. Yeah. Jesus fucking. All right. It's pretty badass. That's pretty badass. I'm gonna, I, maybe I can remember that. That sounds Did you not cool. hear the part where I said his name was the Drifting Death? You, I did hear that, but like, you know. Whatever. <laughs> There's no good guys named the Drifting Death. That's true. All right. We are now going to move on to my humble opinion. Excuse me. And it is my turn this week. And I have been watching Fringe. Now, Steve, before the show started, you told me that you had never heard of Fringe before. Like, do you know anything at all about Fringe? Now well, I know some- I haven't heard of it. You really haven't heard of it. That is insane to me. All right. So Fringe is a uh, a a TV show uh, from like the early 2000s uh, that was on Fox. And I used to watch it. Uh, I used to watch it with my family a lot. It was like, it, it's sort of kind of like X-Files. Um, the basic premise of the, of the show is that um they there is a a team of fbi agents uh who are investigating 
uh, really fucking crazy phenomena that happen. It's not aliens, though I think it is sometimes aliens, but most of the time it isn't. Um, usually it's just weird shit that happens, like pseudoscience, fringe science. Uh, and so... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, and so uh, Olivia Dunham is the main character, and she's awesome. Uh, she is like this this badass FBI investigator who has like a photographic memory and like just like this this incredible drive to like figure out what's going on, even when the things that are going on are so far outside of what she can even understand. But uh, she has a team of people that can help her understand things. Uh, so uh, the main the main other character that matters. Uh, is Walter Bishop. He is a uh, former mad scientist who spent, like, the better part of a decade, uh, or maybe it was like 12 years, I can't really remember. He spent a, a chunk of time uh, in a mental institution uh, because of all of his crazy crackpot theories, which are correct most of the time. Um, and he, in the pilot episode is released into the custody of his son peter bishop who we are told is a genius and we are told is this stupid this awesome badass guy who's been to iraq and does all this crazy and has done all these crazy things and he's a criminal and he does whatever the fuck he wants all the time uh in actuality he is played by the most bland uh, character or actor in the entire show, and he spends most of the time just making annoying, sarcastic comments to his father. Uh, and he's just the worst, and I hate his fucking guts. Um, not because, okay, I don't actually hate his guts. I just, he's just clearly the worst actor in the show, and it shows and it hurts. Oh, and there's this other lady whose name is Astrid. Who is, a part, who is also an FBI agent who pretty much is like the babysitter slash assistant to Walter. She's not super important yet, but uh, I believe she will be important later. So I just feel like I should mention her. I don't know. Um, and uh, so the, the whole first season, they are investigating this group that uh, I think it's called Z fuck i can't remember zgt i can't remember it doesn't matter it's three letters uh the whole first season they're investigating this mysterious group that had that keeps that it is seemingly behind all of these crazy fringe phenomena like i'm talking stuff like a group of uh people on a bus get frozen in amber this one dude's face starts to melt and so his like all of his orifices like close up including his eyes and nose and mouth and probably his butt i don't know um <laughs> fair uh, it's fair urethra sure yeah yeah just all of it all all of his all of his holes are just closing uh and so he suffocates and dies um and uh, one person can start fires with her mind and all kind all kinds of shit all kinds of shit um and it turns out by the end of the season that the reason that uh this organization has been uh doing all of these crazy weird phenomenon things uh is because they are trying to uh they're trying to cause chaos to weaken the barrier between another dimension 
Um, and because uh, one of their members, uh, his name is William Bell, who is a who is uh, Walter's former lab partner. Uh, William Bell is somehow in the other dimension, possibly trapped in the other dimension, and uh, the bad guys are trying to reunite with him. And in order to do that, they need to have specific technology and also to weaken the barrier by causing just all kinds of crazy shenanigans to happen. Um, and by the end of this season, they they beat the bad guys, uh, unsurprisingly. Um, you but, don't say. Uh, we are uh, we are given uh, finally given some information on Walter's past. So the deal with Walter is he's this you know he's this kooky old scientist guy, uh, played by John Noble. You know who that is, right? Sure. Okay. You you've seen Lord of the Rings, right? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the guy who ate a tomato? You remember Denethor? You know. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Baromir's dad yeah it's that guy he he is Walter in this show and he's fucking phenomenal in this show he is uh so goddamn good I love him to death uh and, but the thing about him is that he has a very mysterious past that he can't really remember we know he was involved in all of these experiments and stuff that involved like human trials and all kinds of shit um but he only has some recollection of the things that he was involved in and we don't really know why. That hasn't been answered yet, but we did get the answer in another way. We found out that Walter's uh, son, Peter, is not who we think he is. Walter's real son, Peter, died when he was a kid. And then Walter went into this other dimension and he stole another version of himself's Peter Bishop he scarlet witched he scarlet witched that's right he scarlet witched he stole the other peter and then he raised that other kid as his own for like 20 years like and peter has no idea that he's actually from another dimension no fucking clue whatsoever um which i think is i think that's very cool um and uh and also our girl olivia dunham uh, by the end of this first season, she gets teleported into this other dimension for a little bit so she can finally have a sit-down, heart-to-heart talk with William Bell, who is maybe a bad guy, but is maybe actually the good guy, and maybe Walter is the bad guy. It's all very mysterious. It's all very hush-hush. If It would probably not surprise you to learn that J.J. Abrams was involved in the creation of this show. He was one of the creators and an executive producer on this show because this show is all about those mystery boxes. It's all about asking questions and we don't get the answers until way later. But we did get one answer and that is that Peter is not from our our reality. Uh, and I am excited to continue my journey into Fringe. I have seen the first season before. But it's like, I think it's like, I think I stopped watching the show around season three or four. So it's going to be around there where I'm actually seeing stuff I have not seen before. But this show makes me feel so nostalgic. It reminds me of when I used to uh, watch the show weekly as a kid with my parents. And we would always uh, like talk about like what we think is going on and, 
and uh, you know, like, well, like who is Walter? What's going on with him? And I, we we figured out that Peter was uh, from another dimension way earlier than they revealed it in the show, and we we're all really proud of ourselves. And it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside, Steve. So uh, yeah, in my humble opinion, Fringe season one is pretty gosh darn good, though it is very very uh, formulaic. Like it's it's very uh, monster of the week type deal which is fine i kind of like that premise but it does kind of get stale sometimes where it's like okay yep new episode new random weirdness and it's all going to be resolved by the end of the episode so nothing wrong with that no usually there's nothing wrong with that it's just i don't know it's it's a it gets it does get stale in my opinion after served uh, time so fucking twilight zone for a long time that's i know i know uh but uh yeah in my humble opinion i i really enjoyed the first season and i cannot wait to keep watching it uh so uh yeah that's that's it for me pretty pretty simple stuff here uh so those were the complaints this week if you can't complain share it with your friends bye